Hello, and welcome to Geek Between the Lines, the podcast that explores compelling themes in some of our favorite geeky properties. I'm Brittany. I'm Chris. And this week, we're going to be discussing loss in Star Wars. Yeah. So, to start us off, you have a question for both of us. Yeah. So, outside of, of a death, since we've talked about death in the past, what's a loss that you've suffered in your life that's been particularly powerful for you? I would say kind of relating back to what I talked about in our last episode, the ability in in Avatar. Mm -hmm. I think because of my, you know, chronic pain and fatigue, that's led to a lot of loss Mm -hmm. in ability and functioning and ability to do things as well as even like dream things because there's just so much you can't do um when when you deal with that on a daily basis so i think yeah i I think the big thing for me is loss of goals and dreaming about some type of future like Mm. able-bodied people can and and like i used to right like you know nine years ago so yeah yeah that makes sense what about you um for me it's probably loss of relationships uh when things happen that lead to someone who i'm very close with no longer being in my life that could be really hard for me um you know and that could even be you know at the end of a, a at the end of a relationship like if we can't maintain a friendship you know this is someone who even if i can't be in a relationship with i still like it can be difficult for me to have lost someone who I think knows me really well and who I've had mm-hmm. that kind of closeness with, though, you know, sometimes it, it makes sense and it's, it's the right thing to do for one or both people. That kind of loss still hits me pretty hard where mm-hmm. I definitely will still sometimes find myself, you know, mournful of those relationships and, and the loss of those relationships. Yeah, because even if something's a good choice, it doesn't mean there isn't a loss there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, to lead us into our property and talking about Star Wars, why don't you share a quote for us? So this quote is from episode three, Revenge of the Sith, when Anaconda, (laughs) and I just, he has so many cons, (laughs) when Anakin is talking with Yoda. And so Yoda says to Anakin, train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. I'm actually kind of surprised that you didn't do the Yoda voice for that. Uh, you know, I'm still getting back into the groove. I need to kind of get my podcasting feet wet first again before. Uh, before well, it's raining outside, so that that's, works. That's true. <laughs> Maybe you'll be even be able to hear the rain in this uh, recording. Quite possible. We're, we're trying to record when it let up a bit, but you never know. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm character. Does character go first? Character does go first. Okay. We are out of practice. <laughs> we are out of practice. Uh, so I want to talk about Yoda. Okay. And I think it's really interesting if you think about Yoda and everything he's lost. Mm. Because when you look at the prequels, he's a part of this Jedi Council and he is a master in it and he's interacting with people all the time and he's helping train people and he's just super involved in everything that's happening, right? And then at the end of that episode, 
from there until we see him next. He's alone in Dagobah where there's, like, no one else. And he's right next to this, like, cave where there's a lot of, like, dark kind of force. Mm-hmm. And until Luke gets there, he he doesn't get to train anyone. He doesn't get to participate in anything that's happening in the galaxy, which is so much of a part of who he was and what he did before. And I just think it's it's so interesting how much he lost. But even with that, he still like holds to all of the same principles mm-hmm. and his attitude towards things doesn't really change, hmm. which I don't know if that's because of his views on loss and and that you you let go of things. You don't have the attachment. So then when those losses happen, it doesn't affect you as much and and you're able to kind of maintain this equilibrium hmm. regardless. So, yeah, I don't know. Those are just kind of my thoughts. Yeah, I can see that. Um, he does hang out with Qui-Gon's fo- Force Ghost, apparently. But uh, that's about it. (laughs) That's kind of after the fact adding in. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I I definitely see that. And it is interesting because I wonder how much that solitude did affect him. You know, Mm -hmm. he he certainly has a playfulness about him at the beginning of episode six that he after episode five that he didn't have in the prequels. Mm -hmm. The prequels, he, he had his kind of wise master persona. You know, and he wasn't unkind. He was still very warm, especially with the younglings, but he didn't have that playfulness that he had with R2. Yeah, it's interesting. I There is a sense that I couldn't really see him, like, preparing a meal for mm. some random person who came by, like, in the prequels. But here he's like, oh, come into my house. I'll make you this food. Mm. Maybe it was just, like, so starved for interaction at that point. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I see that, definitely. It's interesting, too, because he he as you mentioned was one of the most exalted masters in the jedi order and so seeing the order destroyed mm-hmm. is really losing something that he built in so many ways you know, yeah how many people did he train and and i think that that also yeah is really powerful i i think it'd be really interesting to see a story or something written from his perspective as like a melancholy of mm-hmm. how this might affect you or if it doesn't if he is so well trained as a jedi that he's able to so distance himself from that loss um that in of itself would be sad you mm. know yeah because can you imagine probably around 800 years you've poured everything into this and then in the matter of a few days it's just gone yeah decimated yeah, I mean, that, w- that would be really hard. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> For non-Jedi humans, <laughs> at least. <laughs> so what is your plot? My plot is a recurring event that continues to happen through the series. Okay. Which is the loss of limbs. <laughs> <laughs> I totally In was Star thinking Wars. about that. Like, when <laughs> I was preparing, I was like... <laughs> There is something here. <laughs> well, that's the question. Is there something there? I, I think that there, <laughs> there should might be. be. There should be because it, it is a such a constant theme that goes <laughs> on of people constantly losing, especially hands and arms, but limbs yeah. in general. Yeah. Happens Does anyone ever use, lose a leg? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess technically Anakin does. Anakin loses end. both his legs. And then uh, 
I think there's at least one other person, like a bounty hunter or something, that loses their legs. Mm. Um, it's usually arms or, or hands, but yeah, it, it does happen. I think that some of the monsters that they fight in episode two uh, in the arena lose their legs. Um, I mean, they lose a lot. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, there, there, there's, there's a lot of that. Poor and, animals. And so I was wondering kind of what that does to these characters because mm-hmm. for both Anakin and Luke... When they lose their hands, there's not much of a permanent effect, you know? Mm-hmm. Both of them, and next scene, you see them with a new robot hand. Yeah. And they never bring it up, really. They never really mm-hmm. mention how it's affected them. There's never phantom pain mm-hmm. or anything like that. Obviously, Anakin's loss of many of his limbs in becoming Vader mm-hmm. uh, is a huge deal. Right, and that he he loses a lot of his perceived humanity in mm-hmm. that transformation, but he doesn't seem to lose much of his ability. You know, he mm-hmm. he has a very different type of fighting style which he develops, but he's still an effective fighting Mainly style. Mainly slower, exactly, <laughs> essentially, but it's not necessarily a less effective one. You know, yeah. So yeah, some really interesting aspects there. I guess one thing that you could see as maybe a theme that pops out from that is that because it's so widespread loss in war is just such a an integral part of war you know Mm -hmm. so much so that it doesn't seem like a huge deal to those who lose right this is just part of what it means to be a part of a war is that you might you're going to lose something and it might be Mm -hmm. something that is close to you or attached to you but you just go on with it but I, I, I. But I guess the question is, how much of it is a loss if they just continue on mm. as if nothing happened? Yeah, and that's I think a good question because I don't see a ton of loss with those things. I think that the best example of where you see real loss is when uh, Anakin cuts off Dooku's hands right before mm-hmm. he beheads him because I think cutting off his hands is showing that Dooku lost the duel. Mm -hmm. Dooku has lost his power, right? Mm -hmm. And then Anakin beheading him at the urge of Palpatine takes on a different meaning because it's not just he's defeating his opponent. He already defeated the opponent. Mm -hmm. This is execution. This is, you know, something beyond. This is extra legal in in the ways that we'd Mm -hmm. see it today. And so I think there, that loss actually gains a kind of power, not for Dooku, but for Anakin because Mm -hmm. Anakin wins Anakin you know takes away his power he loses that power and yet he has to take away everything from him beyond that and Mm -hmm. I think that is yeah that's something that's really really interesting but outside of that I think you you hit kind of hit on the head is this idea of they they don't really lose much even if you know Mm -hmm. it's it's really the worst thing is just the pain that they receive in the moment yeah because it doesn't even seem like these mechanical limbs are difficult to use Mm -hmm. you know and if it showed that they were difficult to use then it would be different but now that i'm thinking about it i wonder if that's why vader can never use force lightning Mm. i could see that so i guess in that sense i mean and that's a pretty useful thing for the sith but is it that he can't use it or just that he doesn't use it i don't know that's the question right like i don't know yeah hmm hmm but it, it is interesting. I, I remember that when I was young and I was watching the original trilogy in, re, 
uh, I was going to say Return of the King, uh, in Return of the Jedi, when when Luke cuts off Vader's hand and he sees that it was also mechanical mm-hmm. and, you know, looks at his own. I thought I thought that that was interesting and, and I kind of wish that more had been done to to kind of see, like, like cyclical violence or, like, mm. you know, like, generational trauma or something like that, like, something that's, like, kind of passed down or passed around. But they didn't really do anything with that. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That, that would yeah. be really interesting. And that is a, a good point of, of, again, where, you know, that loss of a limb can actually play a part narratively in, mm-hmm. in, in an interesting exactly. way. It, it doesn't can, always. But, <laughs> <laughs> but there, it, it, I think it does there, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about your compelling question? What were you going to ask me? So my question is the Jedi Order talks about how lack of attachment and the result of that, like not really fearing loss, helps you keep to the like Jedi ways. Mm-hmm. And if you have attachment and you do fear loss, then that can lead to the dark side. And so I'm just wondering what you think about that idea okay within the series but also in real life mm-hmm. this idea that fear of loss can lead to dark or non-compassionate activity i mean i guess that or some sort of like unhealth or dysfunction hmm. okay yeah i mean I, I think that's definitely very powerful i think that the idea of what you fear being a motivator is absolutely true and a lot of the you know, I think it's one of the reasons why a lot of the worst excesses of human atrocities have been by manipulation of the fear of a populace, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that that is also true when we see today, you know, issues of pushbacks on more, you know, the rise of white supremacist movements and, and mm-hmm. misogyny and all these kinds of things as as you know, other groups are starting to demand their rights and, and their and equal treatment and other things, you get this pushback because there's that fear of losing a status, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can even trace that back historically where, you know, after the the Civil War, you know, the rise of Jim Crow laws and things like that because poor whites in the South were, gonna, were afraid of losing their status of at least being above enslaved black people right yeah yeah, yeah. and so i think that yeah that fear of loss can have certainly real world implications of of how to of of how it might affect negatively affect people's lives i think that the interesting thing though is when we look at the jedi's teachings you know yoda's just saying you have to let go of the things that you're afraid to lose and i don't think they do a good job of showing like what that means and how Mm -hmm. to do that you know because I don't think that letting go of the fear of the thing of the things that you fear to lose is necessarily the way of getting around those, especially in our real world uh, examples. I think it's more critiquing why do you fear to lose this, you know? Mm-hmm. And even if you can't let go of that fear, being able to make decisions that are intentional if you believe that that fear is unhealthy for you or for others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's interesting to me that idea because... When you think about, oh, you need to not be attached so you don't have this fear. Well, that that's not actually dealing with fear. It's just creating a situation where you don't have it. Mm. And so it's not being able to manage the fear. It's not being able to, like, not let the fear control you. It's just not caring about, 
like anyone enough so that it affects you. So yeah, to me, I kind of think that it's easier not to have attachment mm. than to have attachment and not fear for losing that attachment. It sounds like the Jedi's think that too. Yeah. So, but it's funny because the dark side of the force is said to be the easy way, mm -hmm. right? But not having these attachments to me is part of an easy way. See, I for me, I don't see that at all because I don't think I could I, I could control whether I build or attachments or not. I can't make myself stop caring about people or or things that I care about. But if you just don't go into the, you know, you don't you never get that close. Because you're supposed to join the Jedi Order when you're a kid, right? Yeah, like but really you have young. masters, you have, you know, all these kinds of things. You know, look at Obi-Wan's mm -hmm. relationship with Anakin. Like, you know, he says, you're a brother to me. You know, it, that is more of an attachment. And he's able to do the right thing and fight against Anakin or Vader mm -hmm. um, despite that. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't have that attachment. Mm -hmm. And so I think that attachments are going to, to come up no matter what. And... If your only attachments are to others in the Jedi Order, maybe that's that's something. But clearly the Jedi Order also has issues involved. You know, look at Ahsoka's case and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how her f perceived friendship with this person she thought was going to affect her in some ways. Or or how she thought that Anakin would protect her. And, and other people said that Anakin was too close to her so he couldn't get engaged with it. And all these kinds of kind of issues. Like, they do have attachments there. They can't say that they don't live without attachments. And... Many of them do have friends or people they have feelings for. You know, Obi-Wan gets that, that queen lady that he's into, <laughs> you know? Like, there's there are examples of, of even the best masters getting some sort of attachment to things. And I think that that's, uh, that's going to happen. I think that just trying to say never get attached is just not a, a realistic way of trying to deal with the issues at, at play at play well i mean as you see it doesn't work exactly <laughs> it's not very practical not at all <laughs> oh dear well my question is actually kind of on the same track mm. my question is which do you think is a more powerful motivator to characters in star wars loss or the fear of loss hmm i think they were both super strong for Anakin. Mm -hmm. I think the fear of loss in the end was a more powerful motivator because it led him to do things. Well, supposedly led him to do things that were so drastic. Um, but I'm not sure for other characters. Like, honestly, like, I can just kind of combine it with my, uh, my missed opportunity. Sure. Characters don't seem to deal with the aftermath of deaths and so you have like i was thinking of specifically luke in in episode four that the people he grew up with his whole life his aunt and uncle who were the only parents he had like he saw them like the aftermath of them getting burned alive mm. you know that should be traumatic but he doesn't really show anything. Like, honestly, he shows more for Obi-Wan's loss. You know, mm -hmm. like when Obi-Wan dies. And these things should have a lasting impact on characters. But I don't feel like Star Wars in general does very well with 
in the aftermath of characters losing people that they love. Yeah, I agree. I think that that loss in the actual loss in the movies tends to have very, very immediate impact. And that's all Mm -hmm. like when Anakin's mother dies and then he kills all the all the uh, Tusken Raiders. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that is him doing something that he agrees is terrible. Right. Because of the loss of of his mother. But very, very soon after that, he then does come back and, and and talk about how terrible it was in a very badly acted and written way, but he does. Um, and then similarly, for me, I feel like the the most interesting way to understand why Vader remains the employee of of the dark side after he hears that his wife and children are dead, or wife and child as he thinks, is that he thinks that it would either help him bring them back to life which is apparently what some comics have dealt with, or the idea that he is afraid of further loss for the galaxy, right? This idea of chaos is the thing that allowed this kind of loss to occur, and control and order is the only way to ensure that this kind of thing won't happen anymore, right? It's not like, I'm going to do this because this like loss occurred, but I think it is still that kind of like fear of what could happen. Um, it's, a pre- trying to, a pre- it's a preventative thing rather than a kind of reaction i guess and i think that that tends to be true for a lot of the characters mm-hmm. yeah i mean and i'm even thinking about like princess leia like her entire home planet was destroyed yeah that was my missed opportunity <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> but no you're absolutely right like i think these things all tie together because yeah yeah alderaan's destroyed as you're saying and her parents are dead and everybody she grew up with and i think of all characters to not show as much effect it would be her Mm -hmm. but like luke would be you know completely unraveled like he's young and whiny you know Mm -hmm. like he would have been just ruined for a while Mm -hmm. i think um according to his character yeah yeah i mean and i think a lot of people would Mm -hmm. so it's like i think that she definitely should have like, that character should have had more, but of all characters, I feel like she would maybe show it the least. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think but it's But it would have been common. great to see, you know, her have some kind of service for the people of Alderaan, or, mm-hmm. you know, when they're destroying the Death Star, mm-hmm. have her be like, this is for the people of Alderaan, or, or something that, that connects back the things that she's doing with the understanding that, you know, yeah, her whole people died. It was a a genocide against the people of Alderaan Mm -hmm. and how terrible that is. Yeah. And like in, even in the new movies, they don't deal with it well. Chewie doesn't seem to have anything like, sure, he reacted when Han died in the first one, but then like in the last jedi you know which is supposed to be like two days later yeah there's like nothing you know he he's not well he's one barely in it but like he should be mourning for the rest of his life probably considering how attached they were agreed and 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 he left his whole people well i mean okay i guess he was taken from his people but he didn't go back to them and his entire community because he decided to stay with han Mm -hmm. and now han has been murdered in front of him yeah and 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 even ray you know who in episode seven was seeing 
Han as like a father figure and how For, like, you know, powerful that was. Yeah, but still, <laughs> the in seven the the like plot point that we're supposed to to get on board with, whether it was well executed or not, is nothing else. But they were trying to make to represent that this was an important relationship for her right mm-hmm. um this had was a sense of family that she had never had before and and how powerful and strong that was for her and then again two days later in episode eight now she's like cuddling up with the dude who killed her who, who killed him you know <laughs> okay i don't know that she was cuddling up with him she's but... totally cuddling up with him mm, she was mind connecting yeah mind cuddling uh... <laughs> 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 oh no but yeah it's just <sighs> they don't then yeah yes, loss true. is lo- loss is not a high point of, of what star wars does well yeah, that's that's very true oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well do you have any takeaways then i mean i think you kind of summed it up pretty well right there <laughs> yeah i know that was my takeaway <laughs> uh, yeah that star wars i think i think that for me the fear of loss is is the m- most important way of bringing that in uh, particularly in the prequels but that when you look at star wars as a whole i don't think characters are defined as much by what they've lost as many other characters and other properties totally yeah yeah i don't even know why the jedi were worried about it (laughs) right (laughs) okay well why don't i pull up what we're gonna talk about next week that would be wonderful thank you we are going to talk about race. Race, race and, and Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. That'll There's be an interesting one, yeah. Well, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Geek Between the Lines. You can find us on social media by searching for Geek Between the Lines on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Pinterest. You can also send us an email at geekbetween at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, bit.ly slash geekbetweenthelines, or go to our Patreon site at patreon.com slash geekbetweenthelines. Uh, we'd also love it if you gave us a, a a review on any of the podcatchers you use to listen to the, the show and tell a friend to, to listen. We also want to thank Kimberly Taylor-Pestel at Lacelet for designing our logo. You can find her designs at lacelet.com or searching for Lacelet on Facebook or Instagram. Until next week, geek, geek out! out.